right. Welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcasts of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Farming Assets. If you're a subscriber, welcome back. If you're not, then uh, please feel free to subscribe, give us a thumbs up, or uh, acknowledge that you like our content. Leave any comments that that you're able to leave. I'd appreciate it. It helps us to figure out what additional content to continue to provide, or maybe switch up and change a little bit to, to help our viewers, our listeners a little bit more. So today, you've been hearing a lot of a lot of conversation, a lot of about the IRS and the, you know, using the $80 billion that they received over the last couple of years in some of the budgets in this current administration and how they're going to hire, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of IRS agents. You've heard me talk about this in previous episodes. If not, go check those out. What my opinion is about that. And at the end of the day, you know, they're agents that are going to be uh, wielding guns and all this kind of stuff. And so what's happening right now, though, is that the IRS has done a very good job of hiring the appropriate, they're updating their their softwares, they're updating their systems, which is fantastic. We need them to do that for us as the taxpayer citizens. Now, they have been hiring and training certain agents to do, and they've they've hired about a thousand or so, and we'll see some of those numbers here in these articles because it's these articles are coming out a lot over the last few weeks, and they're attacking or they're reviewing. I'm not sure which way to put it just yet. What they call complex pass through entities used by high income earners. That's the name, title of the the uh, article. So so let's go ahead and dive into this and talk about what this what this looks like. And what they're talking about. So what is a, first of all, what's a pass-through entity? All right. So if you're a business owner, you should know this. Pass-through entity is a sole proprietor where you are doing business as your name or maybe a DBA, but it's on your Schedule C of your 1040. Okay. That's a sole proprietor. You haven't set up a separate business entity. And the other option is partnership where you and a whole bunch of people get together and create this partnership. There's different structures of partnerships, but whatever your percentage of your partnership, whatever happens in the partnership entity, the business per se, any of the profit or loss flows down to all the partners based on their ownership or their partnership percentage. Okay. S corporations, which is subchapter S is it's a corporation. It's not a C corporation where a C corporation is its own tax paying entity, but an S corp also passes through. So any profit loss that comes from that business entity flows down to the owners of that particular business and they pay their personal income tax bracket on that profit or loss that flows down. Okay. Now you can set yourself up as an LLC and you can choose how your LLC is taxed on those other entity options or entity types that I just explained. So you can have an LLC taxed as a sole proprietor. It's called a single member LLC. You can have LLC taxed as a partnership and it would file a 1065 partnership. You can have an LLC taxed as an S corp and it would file 1120S tax return. Or you can have an LLC filed as a C-Corp and it would fi- file 1120 tax return as well. <clears throat> all right. So now you know what a pass-through is. Why all the hoopla? 
Well, the IRS, you know, the Treasury Department, Yellen has said that they're not going to the audit people making less than $400,000 a year. And so what they're doing is that they found, I guess you'd call it their sweet spot. I don't know if it's their sweet spot, sweet spot, but if you think about it as, as a business owner yourself, what are you looking at? You're looking at your marketplace. You're looking at your customer, your consumer, your client. Who do you want to target? What's your ideal with the new terminologies? What's your avatar? What's, what's the type of client you're going after? The IRS has done the same thing. What's the type of business owner? What's the type of taxpayer you want to go after? Okay. And so based on that, what they've done is they've developed a training and, and a program to hire agents train agents to go after that particular avatar or that particular taxpayer. Now, they're talking about avoid paying taxes they owe, okay? So this is a terminology that you're going to keep hearing. Just start from the very beginning. The IRS feels like you're going to owe everything you make. If you make $100,000, IRS is going to have the mentality is that your taxation is going to be $100,000. Okay. Now that's not the reality, right? I'm being kind of descriptive in the visual, but what they'll do is they'll take the IRS code, basically what they've translated from the, from lawmakers, from Congress, lawmakers create laws that affect the tax code and the IRS's job and the treasury department's job is to translate that law into actual enforceable tax law so they can start collecting those taxes. So they're going to start at a hundred percent and they're going to work their way down to what's actually real law. And whatever that maximum is, that's what they're going to go after. That's their mindset. But also in the IRS code, the same code that they're translating, there's also guidelines and rules and laws and regulations that say you can set yourself up as a business entity. And each business entity has a special type of criteria within law, corporate law, business law, and tax law of what you're allowed to deduct as a business expense. Okay. And each business entity that we described has a different purpose. You use each one differently because each one is different. Just like trying to build a home or construct something, equipment or uh, a furniture from Ikea or the, the furniture store, you're going to have certain tools. You're going to have certain things that you need to assemble that particular piece of furniture to, at its best the way it's supposed to look. That's what the tax code does. And that's what you and I are allowed to do. Okay. Now let's go through this. Now, what they're doing is this new division is targeting pass-through entities, which the agency claims will hold America's wealthiest tax filers accountable. All right. Now, all I got to say is that's questionable. And the reason why I say that's questionable, and if they go into an audit today, we're looking at years and years and years of being able to qualify or to collect. And here's why. If you're going after the wealthiest taxpayers or the wealthiest tax filers, then they have the money to hire the attorneys and the CPA and law firms to, to build out their plan according to the IRS code. So it's the it's lawyers against lawyers at this point, right? And we've seen enough movies, we've seen enough TV shows to know what happens when you have lawyers against lawyers. Cha-ching! The money accumulates. It's costly. And it can take years to get final payment, okay? So the IRS, the government, the Treasury Department is investing in this new division to yield an outcome that will benefit them. Now, I don't know what the closure rate is, but I would probably adventure to say that 
the closure rate is not necessarily a high percentage in favor of the of the the IRS, okay? Because these large law firms and and CPA firms, accounting firms know the law inside and out. They know it better than these IRS agents. And so it will go to tax court. It will cost taxpayers thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for the IRS to be able to fight to try to collect these dollars that they think they the, these taxpayers owe. Now, granted, there are some that are probably not even real entities. They're creating these layers of entities to create confusion to where Somebody now that I can agree with that is that I can venture to say, but at the end of the day, also you're allowed to, based on law and tax code and corporate law, you're allowed to use these business entities to ha- be part of pass through entities. So let's continue to go through this. A pass through entity is a business that does not pay tax on its revenues, instead, its income passes to the owners of the business who then file taxes based on their individual tax rate. Pass-through entities help proprietors avoid the issue of double taxation when the income is taxed at the business level and then at the individual level when they receive dividends. On Wednesday, the IRS announced plans to establish a special area of focus on large or complex pass-through entities according to the according to September 20th press release. Now, the press release comes from the IRS department that says IRS to establish special pass-through organization to help with high-income compliance efforts, new work group to blend current employees and new hires to focus on complex partnerships, other key areas. And it goes through this, this, it's called the IRS Large Business and International Division, okay? LBNI Division. Okay, now this area is going to be very focused on hiring people who can help. They're looking for over 3,700 positions, okay, for this particular division. Okay, now it's international. So you're talking about big, big time things. Now, I will tell you the majority of these pastors, when you're looking at this type of stuff, the majority of these pastors, probably have some sort of ownership in a trust or some sort of ownership in a C-corp or some kind of structure that I'm not necessarily sure that there's going to be a lot of tax revenue that's going to be generated or created. So part of this feels like, I don't think they're just creating stuff, but part of this feels like fool's gold. It feels like as a business owner, when you look at things and you go, oh my goodness, the pet rock is going to be awesome. And all of a sudden you come out with the pet rock and there's a ton of hype. And then what happens? It's a rock that's painted. It's not a pet. It's not real. It's a rock, right? And I think that's what's going to happen with this particular uh, entity. Now, they're, you know, they've got the backing and the, I don't think the IRS and the Treasury Department are creating this as because there's not an opportunity. I think there's an opportunity, but I'm just curious to wonder what the payoff will be if they generate, let's say, $10 million in back taxes, will that equate to their expenses? See, the government doesn't track their expenses. They look at and they go into something and they don't see the expense. They've already budgeted for it. 
So it's not an expense. They budgeted for that money. The taxpayers paid for this. So when they look, go and collect dollars, my guess, my assumption, I don't know this for sure. I've never worked for the IRS and I don't know anybody who has. My guess is that when they collect any dollars, they're like, yeah, we got 100% return on our efforts. They don't count all the time and energy, the people involved, their payroll, their, their benefits, their pension, the lights, the facility, the cost of mail, all that kind of stuff. I don't think they track any of that to see what the results or the return or what the benefit was or is for the government. I think they're just their job is just to go out and do. And uh, so they're doing. So pass-throughs are frequently used by high-income groups and can be complex tax arrangements. Now, remember, this is a pass-through that passes through to the individual filer's tax rate. And the filer individual tax filer's tax rate typically is a higher tax rate than the corporate rate. The corporate C-corp tax rate is 21%. The, the highest married filing joint or single um, for an individual tax uh, payer is 37%. So if I go back to my public school math and I look at 37 and I put it on the chart and I put it next to 21, I guarantee you that 37 is going to be higher on the chart than 21. Okay. So What's happening here? Well, the IRS commissioner says that the focus on such entities is another part of our effort to ensure the IRS holds the nation's wealthiest filers accountable to pay the full amount of what is owed. This new entity, this new unit, will leverage Inflation Reduction Act funding with $80 billion to disrupt efforts by certain large partnerships to use pass-throughs to intentionally shield income to avoid paying taxes they owe. Okay. Now, how are they shielding? And I know the answer to this, but how are they intentionally shielding taxes that go to them as an individual individual taxpayer? Well, they're shielding it because what is allowed is any profit and or loss due to the activity of the business entity is allowed to pass through to the ownership's whether it's a stock ownership in the S Corp or a partnership ownership of a partnership, it's allowed the profits and loss are allowed to pass through to the individual tax filer. How does a business lose money? By being in business, by financing equipment, by utilizing accounting guidelines and rules that are also laid out by the IRS and accounting rules and guidelines that are acceptable throughout the United States, okay? And so if there is a loss that passes through to an individual partner, then yes, it will lower their individual tax rate to a lower amount, depending on what their taxable income is, which could be zero, okay? That's what they're trying to do. Say, hey, you can't use the tools that we gave you. It's like saying, hey, we want you to go build that house, but we're not gonna give you any nails. Okay, no problem. So I'll use screws. Yeah, but we may actually take a, the screw guns away from you. Here's a screwdriver. You can still build the house, but, right? That's essentially what, what it sounds like they're trying to say here is that we're going to give you some tools, but now we're going to penalize you for using these tools. To, don't allow these tools to be around. Right. So what's considered a pass-through business entity? General partnership, sole proprietorship, limited partnerships, limited liability partnerships, limited liability companies, and or S corporations. Those are all structures of the entities I gave you a quick rundown and summary earlier. Okay. 
That's what they're going after. Now, here's the problem. And here's why they're doing this. Because what the IRS does not like is when people promote tax savings, if you will. Now, I'm not saving, saying that they don't like uh, people going out there and saying, hey, I can lower your taxes. Not that at all. What they don't like are promoters, people who are out there advertising that they're going to lower people's tax rates and they're going to do certain things. So there's certain tax code out there that that they had promoters that actually use the tax code effectively. But because there's people out there that are promoting this that aren't necessarily tax professionals, they're people that, that are using the tax code to generate a business model for themselves and using the tax code, even though they're not a tax professional, that's what the IRS doesn't like. So there are groups out there that are advertising negative K-1. K-1 is the IRS form for partnerships or pass-throughs to show profit or loss that flows down to the individual. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, this K-1, you can have it actually negative and it's going to lower your tax rate on your tax, tax return, which is true. Okay. But they're using certain business entities like partnerships to create these negative K-1s to where people don't pay taxes on these and they're using accounting. They're, they're not just illegally doing this. They're using accounting and they're using law. And they're using guidelines that are laid out there. The majority of them, I don't know for sure. This is not a guarantee. It's Again, this is just my opinion and assumption based on information I know and what I'm reading here. But a, this article from Epoch Times, there's the bulletin or the press release from the IRS website directly. There's a, the website, The Hill. You can go on Yahoo. You can just go ahead and uh, Google IRS new pass-through division and your inbox is going to be filled with articles that this 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 is talking about and this is going to be a a particular distraction but I, like i said the wealthy are smart and they hire smart people and so the irs is really going to have to spend a ton of time look for loopholes look for things that don't exist try to create things that don't exist to try to get people and to try to collect money now at the end of the day are some of the people doing illegal things? I'm sure of it. But again, what they don't like are promoters. And so if you get any type of advertisement or anything from a group that's talking about, hey, buy this real estate so you can get a negative K-1, then there's a problem there. This is what's happening. I've, I've heard of this in some of the different areas with some of the service business areas like doctors and lawyers. They're being promoted by real estate groups that are promoting negative K-1s. I know that there's doctors out there that are doctors at day and real estate quote unquote professionals at night, and they're getting all their doctor friends to go invest in these real estate and they're promoting themselves as this real estate person, but they're not a real estate guru, they're a doctor. Their side hustle is real estate, but they're getting all these people because of what? A negative K-1, because doctors are uh, service businesses are high taxpayers, okay? This is what the IRS does not like. Okay. And that's why they're coming out with this. So if you're a business owner and you're a pass through entity and you're like, oh my goodness, they're going to come after me. No, 
They're not going to come after you, especially if you're working with a group that's doing things based on the guidelines that the IRS lays out. And so that's what our firm does. And a lot of other firms that we work with, they just read the IRS code and they tr- they use the IRS code, the guidelines, the rules and laws that are there to save you money on taxes that you're allowed to do. They're going after these big guys, tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in these big pass-through entities partnerships. So you just need to be careful if you have your money in those partnerships or you're thinking about putting money in those partnerships. So, but anyways, hopefully this was helpful. This is a big thing that's going on right now. So I just thought I'd try to translate a little bit and help explain a little bit of what's going on. Thanks for listening. And again, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and take this opportunity to do so. It's that way you get notified when the next episode drops on every Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcast of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can. 